This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. A new steakhouse in Ardmore. I'm excited to bring some dry-aged steak to the Ardmore mainline area. Are we going back to fine dining? I think we are. You know, is there ever really a good time to open up a restaurant? Who knows? But it was a great opportunity, and I think we're on the cusp of opening up at the perfect time with a lot of these restrictions being loosened. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadass Kuznets at 7 East Lancaster Avenue in Ardmore with Anthony DePaul of the brand new DePaul's Table. And we are inside this restaurant. And Anthony, I have to say, it looks like... It looks very expensive. It looks, it's beautiful. Tell me about these renovations. What was this before? Absolutely. So this uh, used to be the Bercy, a French brasserie. Beautiful, beautiful space. We made some subtle changes because again, the space was beautiful. We changed some of the upholstery. We added some wall art. We did a little bit of painting in the, uh, the vestibule and obviously the name change. And I think as you walk in, you'll see a change with the, the white tablecloths. So definitely when you walk in, you're going to notice some subtle differences, and it's definitely going to feel like a steakhouse. You're bringing it back like old school. The tablecloths are very classic. Absolutely. With a little maitre d' touch and, uh, you know, a family feel as well. So this is a steakhouse. Tell me about business. I mean, you're opening during a pandemic. I'd like to hope that this this is a tail end of a pandemic. But are we going back to fine dining? I think we are. You know, is there ever really a good time to open up a restaurant? Who knows? But it was a great opportunity. And I think we're on the cusp of opening up at the perfect time with a lot of these restrictions being loosened. So what happened? How did you come in here? So some of the owners i partnered up with stove and co justin weathers and joe monick guys that we've worked together over at steven star and you know we've been in touch and we just kind of crossed paths at the right time and connected they're on fire right now opening up many of their casual dining restaurants and we connected and they wanted me to take over this space and reconceptualize it because opening up a a french brasserie post pandemic just really didn't make sense so we went the route of an italian steakhouse now you might think steakhouse high-end prices Yes, that's true. Yes, that is what I was thinking. Yes. (laughs) But if you look on our menu, it touches everything. I mean, you could come in and get a flatbread for $10, $12, and you can get a a $9 market salad and a nice cocktail and walk out spending $35. Or you could come in, you know, on a date night and order a $125 tomahawk with a nice bottle of wine and sides and dessert and, and, and do it up. But, you know, we'll also have happy hour every day from 4.30 to 6.30. 
which will be uh, $8 martinis, $8 wines, and some half-price appetizers. So, again, if you want to come in for a little uh, light bite after, uh, after work, you know, you could walk out of here, you know, only spending under 20 bucks if you wanted to. But are people going to work anymore? Because I don't think they're even in the offices. <laughs> uh, you're exactly right. But I am slowly but surely, over these past few months when I've been here, I'm seeing more and more activity, more and more foot traffic. Uh, so I think people are slowly getting back to work. You seem very optimistic. I am. You know, you have to be in this business and uh, in, in any business. It's, you know, it's a tough time. It's a tough time to find staffing. You know, thankfully, I had some loyal staffing that came over with me from Jersey. And without these crew and surrounding myself with the right people and the chef, I'm not sure I'd even be able to make this happen. Do you have enough people to open up? Because that is a big problem across the industry. So very good question. I am uh, I'm probably right teetering right on that number of uh, opening up with what I need to. We're almost fully staffed in the kitchen. As far as servers and bartenders, we're at a comfortable level. But if we get any busier, it could be it could be a little difficult. The toughest positions right now to find our support staff those bussers those runners the dishwashing positions i've reached out to some of the colleges and you know the campuses but hopefully by the summer when when school ends we'll start seeing a little uptick and you know some of these kids that want to want to get back to work <laughs> now, are you seeing a lot of interest there it seems like people want to go out to restaurants now I am. People are, are, are extremely eager to get back out, especially with the bar. People walk in here and they might have a reservation for a table and they see, oh, my God, you could sit at a bar. And we do socially distance that in the bar and they'll say, you know what, I'd rather sit at the bar. See that bar and they just want to sit down and, and grab a nice uh, cocktail from the bartender. It must be that there have been so many vaccinations. Absolutely. So just talking to tables and, and, and customers around here, that's the first conversation piece. We're, both, we're all vaccinated, and, and again, I think that makes people more comfortable coming out. But a lot of people haven't been at wor- like working in the industry for like a year, so that's why there's such a, a hole in service, I guess? I guess so, you know, where people change professions. You know, I, I just can't put my finger on, you know, what the answer is, why those high-level servers aren't, aren't coming around, and the bussers, food runners, the support staff just aren't around. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. So does that mean salaries are going to naturally have to go up? I think naturally, absolutely. And, um, you know, one thing I've learned in this pandemic is you have to be versatile, flexible, and you're really doing more with less. So where somebody was used to be doing working one station, they have to be able to, to multitask and work two and three stations in the kitchen to where we had food runners and bussers previously. Servers are responsible to do that. So it, it's more so you're working together as a team. So what are you most excited about DePaul's table? I'm excited to bring some dry aged steak to the Ardmore mainline area. I think the closest you know steakhouse around here is, you know, you have to go to the city or, or Fleming's and you know, about 15, 20 minutes away. And I think this place really needs a privately owned steakhouse. And I think it'll be fantastic. Where are you sourcing from? So we get all our meat. We hand cut all our meat from Buckhead. We dry age in-house and every piece of meat is hand cut in-house. We're also going to have a dry age room where we'll have our dry age steaks on display. Oh, oh, wow. Yes, absolutely. So you'll be able to see the process in its uh, raw form. Sometimes that takes a long time, right? It does. So we, we dry edge our steaks for a minimum of 28 days. And what about your wines? Because, you know, nothing like a nice red wine with a good steak. 
Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I kind of went the opposite direction of, you know, your typical steakhouse wines of your, your, your Camus and uh, Jordan. You know, I went a little more geekier wines, and but they drink just as well as those high-end wines. And I think I'll, I'll eventually move to where I'll have a little captain's list. You know, I'll have your Camus, I'll have your Jordan and your, your, your Camus Special Select. But I think my approach here is you can come in and get a bottle of wine for $40.00. You can get a bottle. I think my highest end bottle of wine is, is $140, but it's approachable. So I have an entry level, a mid level, and a higher end range. Yeah. What about desserts? Let's talk about desserts. Desserts, it's, it's probably your typical steakhouse. You know, you, I have a vanilla bean creme brulee, a double chocolate cake. You have your seasonal sorbets, ice creams, and we'll always have a, a dessert special, you know, that will run, whatever, if it's seasonal, maybe a bread pudding, you know, something to that effect. Who's the chef? Tell me about the chef. So the chef and I worked together for quite a few years. I would probably say seven years in New Jersey. We both came from the Chop House. Phenomenal, phenomenal chef. Uh, His name is Jose Galicia. One of the most even-keeled chefs. You will never hear him holler, scream in the kitchen. That's unheard of. It is unheard of. (laughs) And we both play off each other because I have that we both have the same demeanor. You know, we'll get the job done. You know, there's no need for yell, hollering and screaming. We just uh, we mesh very well together. Is there anything you want to tell me about the particular decor that you chose? I'm looking around. This is just really beautiful. Thank you so much. So um, the interior decorator we used was uh, Dominica Shank. She was actually part of the Bercy, the Brasserie decorating team. So she came on. I you know I tapped into Dominica. And, uh, you know, we got some modern artwork, some framed artwork. You're looking at some Picasso canvas prints, just some some neutral colors. You'll see some black. You'll see some gold. Is, is there any meaning to some of the art on the walls <sighs> and photographs? Meaning, I mean, they're, they're, they're basically uh, Italian photos, canvases from various parts of Italy. I see a map of Rome. The map of Rome, and, and to the left of that, you'll see some portraits of my family. So you'll see a portrait of my four sons and my wife, who without them, none of this would be able to happen. You know, she's a saint. They're still <laughs> over in Jersey. They're still over in Jersey. and um, again, the housing market is crazy. It's crazy. Eventually, <laughs> uh, I'd love to move out to the Ardmore area, but, you know, to uproot my four boys and, uh, you know, my wife right now. And um, school. And yeah. school. So, you know, we'll give it a year and, uh, you know, we'll look around. But it's definitely a beautiful area up here in the main line, and I'm excited. So, I mean, hopefully you'll stay open for more than a year because, you know, pandemic openings can be tough. Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, uh, I think we're past it, and I think we, you know, I think we know what to do as a country now, and I think we know how to pivot. During COVID, myself and Jose Galicia, we worked the entire time. So where staff was laid off at the chop house, we worked as a four-man team. So we had two chefs, two managers, and we did takeout. We did takeout seven days a week. To make $1,000, $2,000 a day, we were, you know, jumping for joy. But it just went to show what you can do with, with the right team and, and, and team players. And you learned a lot during that pandemic. So what are some of the practices that you think are here to stay? And what do you think is going to be like a relic of the past as far as how we've been coping through the pandemic? So I think the takeout business opened up a whole new revenue stream for restaurants where who would think to go to a steakhouse and get takeout? But when I tell you 
when we opened back up at the chop house, we still probably had maybe 15 to 20 takeout orders a night. And I don't think that's going away. I think you're still going to have that takeout business there, you know, for one reason or another. If it's, uh, you know, an elderly couple that still just is not comfortable coming out, they're comfortable with takeout. Were people, do you think, setting up like romantic dinners at home? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that's here to stay too. We did takeout well, and I plan to roll out takeout here. Perfect for maybe when the people start coming back from the shore on a Sunday night call in for takeout and head right home. I think it's it's perfect. Also for holidays, some takeout cocktails. We ever going to sit elbow to elbow with each other? Because I was not a fan of that. So, I mean, I know restaurant owners probably like get more tables, but you know. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be a slow crawl to get back to that. You know, what we do here is we're practicing six feet social distancing. All of our tables are sanitized, wiped down, and then tablecloth is put on. It's tough to look in a fine dining restaurant and see roll-ups and, and a glass flipped over, but that's the world we live in. I'm not sure if that goes away anytime soon. You know, typically, you know, you come into a fine dining restaurant, you have your salad fork, your dinner fork, your your knife, spoon, your wine glass on the table, and everything looks elegant, you know, and, and to walk into fine dining restaurants, you know, to see a roll up on top of a bread plate. And again, you have to pivot and you have to make the guests feel comfortable. So you'll walk into this restaurant, you'll feel the cool air, sometimes a little too cool. You know, I have to turn it down, but you'll, you, you could feel the airflow. You could see the spaciousness, you know, it does put limitations on on, uh, on how many guests that we can seat in, in, on a particular night. You get fancier when it's time. Exactly right. When, when it's time. And I think, you know, maybe next year. Every fork and an oyster fork and a this fork and a that fork. Exactly. So you'll get those forks, but... Um, Butter knife. <laughs> exactly right. Down the road. All right. What's been the most difficult part about uh, getting ready to open? The biggest challenge is finding staff. It's finding support staffs, finding staffing for the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the most difficult challenge right now. And what are your expectations for this year? Are they, like, lower than normal? So <laughs> as in terms of the guest expectation, I mean, we obviously we strive to exceed the guest expectation. But um, to hit our numbers on what we projected, I mean, we came into this with realistic numbers for the conclusion of this year. But ramping up for uh, 2022, we'll increase that as we th- see things, uh, you know, open up. As a customer, that makes me happy to hear. I got to say. Yeah, absolutely. But you're still going to get that fine dining service. You know, we're not skimping anywhere or taking shortcuts. One thing I do ask is everybody out there that goes to a restaurant and is dining out, just be understanding. It's a real struggle out there. And no matter if you're a mom and pop restaurant, you know, we have several of them up and down here on the main line and they're going through the same thing. And even the corporate restaurants. Yeah, just be understanding, even though you're expecting that great service. I think a lot of people go out to places like this for the service, but you're telling me you don't have the staff. So we ha- we have the staff as far as servers, but um, you know some things might take a little uh, little longer than anticipated. Just bear with us. You know it's uh, it's temporary, and uh, you know we'll pretty soon open up outdoor dining as well. That'll open up a whole nother struggle, but. Uh, <laughs> We'll continue to pivot and, and move forward and do the best we can like any restaurant. But, um, you know, again, we have high expectations and, and look to exceed the expectations of the guest. If you're still around, next year will be better. Oh, come on. We'll be around. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony DePaul, thank you so much with DePaul's Table here at 7 East Lancaster Avenue. Congratulations on your grand opening. Thank you so much. And, uh, and come check us out. For reservations, where should people go? Open Table. Uh, you can go right to the website, uh, depaulstable.com, or you can call the restaurant directly. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at Food in the 215 And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. 
If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.